Are you a cake maker running a business or a business owner making cakes? Hi, I'm Sammy. Hi, I'm Bronya, and welcome to the Business of Cake Making. Today, we have got a returning guest. We have got Christine from the Cake Professionals. Um, we don't have many returning guests, and it was such a joy to chat to Christine. So initially, she came to talk about the regionals that the Cake Professionals are putting on, but We've had such an amazing conversation and hopefully if this is the quality of conversations we're going to get at the regionals, you really need to get your tickets in. Um, anyway, over to the podcast. Today we, we're welcoming back Christine. Hello, Christine from Hello. The Cake Professionals. Hello. Really good to be back. Thanks for having me. You're, you're very, very welcome. welcome. Very welcome. <laughs> it's it's nice to have someone back because it feels like we're chatting to an old friend. Yes. Yeah, well, let's be old, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, I don't know what how else to put it. <laughs> a dear a good friend. friend. Yes. There you go. <laughs> so, um. So last time we chatted to you, we were you were just building up to the cake professional online conference yes a long time ago (laughs) I know so long ago and Sammy and I both attended um and loved really and I remember it was a quite a hot day was it a hot day uh it it was was a hot day in Cornwall (laughs) (laughs) um but I and it, it was lovely and the whole atmosphere um and I remember we stayed behind in one of the rooms afterwards. Oh, yes, and Alan we were Berg. talking to... Yeah, Alan, would... Alan Berg. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it was it was just lovely. It was a really nice space and it felt like a really safe space. Yeah, good. I'm so glad to hear that because I think we uh, we spent a long time finding some... Trying to find a platform that people would really connect on because... Yeah. Um, uh, given that we were all in our isolated little boxes spread across the country the the whole point of why we run the events that we run is so that we can literally stare <laughs> into each other's eyes and be able to reach out and touch each other yes. so for that to have been taken away from us during that period mm. was uh, oh gosh it felt deathly and so um we really wanted to find a platform that did as best a job as possible of putting us in the same space as each other and I think um that platform did a really good job of not being zoom yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> more than so I thought that people were passing messages behind you know behind back of house and all of that and um yeah we had really great feedback on that but I'm just so excited um to be able to be back in the same room as each other again yes yeah was super important. the other day um we I think two years of of having to sort of isolate kind of gets you out of the habit of doing the things that you love and the other day we had some friends round for dinner and it was so weird I felt so rusty (laughs) my word bank was very (laughs) empty and yet at the same time the um the brightness and the richness of being at table with someone yeah yeah pour a drink and set down a plate and, and look in their eyes and not a scream yeah it's so lovely but the like I because we had we had our neighbors round on Friday and it's the first time we it was really funny it's the first time because we've lived in this house for two and a half years yeah. and since we've lived here my cake room is the dining room 
Yeah. And of course, we haven't done any dining. We haven't done anything like that. So we only have used it for one Christmas and that was it. The rest of the time, it's it's got all my cake stuff in it and that's that. And we we, we literally had to shift everything out of the room in order to have the table in. And then I went... Oh, did you? You put the table in as well. Yeah, we had the table in. And then I went, I can't find the placemats. I lost the placemats. <laughs> and then yesterday, because, you know, so this was Friday and then yesterday was Saturday... I was exhausted. Absolutely. <laughs> all this socialised, like all these people. Yeah. I had this sort of point at about 45 minutes, my sort of, um, I don't know, muscle memory of socialisation <laughs> that stops at 45 minutes because of the sleep. And, and I, kind of, I was like, oh, right. Oh, yes, no. The conversation can continue. <laughs> I slept like... I had been given a drug. I was, yeah. I woke up so refreshed the next day. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think with just like you get into habits, right? And we've had two years of a habit of not yeah. step outside. And I, I mean, for me, it 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 was weird because I'm kind of a sociable animal. I, I like my own company, but I also really, really like people. And it was it was a bit of an ask for me actually, even to step out and go, oh, can you come for dinner? Yeah, like. Wow, wow, I'm really exposing myself again. Yeah. Like, we've we've started having um Friday nights as puzzle night, which sounds makes us sound so dated. <laughs> Whereas before we used to go to the pubs and clubs, yeah. we now come round to my house and have a puzzle on a Friday night and everyone's <laughs> gone by half past ten. It's lovely. <laughs> <I do. laughs> and we've got a little WhatsApp group. What puzzle should we do tonight? <laughs> you know, I never thought I'd say that, but yeah, it's good fun. <laughs> and I think it, it 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 sparks things in different parts of your brain when you yeah. have interaction with other people. Mm. I think that was the thing that, that you know things that they would never have taken the time to text about the the incidentals, the sort of byproducts of social interaction that you yeah. just think oh, that's such a great idea. Oh, we haven't thought about that. And oh gosh, could you send me his details because we'd really like to use him. And so it was, it was just this richness of being. That I just, um, yeah, I just I'm so looking forward to putting back in play, um, and in this next patch of the cake professionals, you know, and uh, so uh, we kind of read the room um, a little bit in that I don't think at the point at which we had to make a decision, I don't think people were ready to schlep across the country and come to a big event. Um, yeah. However good it was, whatever quality of speakers we had. Just a bit scary, isn't it? Yeah, Mm. it is. And so I think we wanted to go at the pace of everybody, including ourselves. And so it it is a lot more hard work to put on five events across (laughs) the country than one. Um, And and it's it's more costly in terms of, you know, just organisationally and all the rest of it, Mm. um, in terms of time intensive. But I really hope that what we are doing, but by having regional events, so we've got five different regional events across five different cities from Glasgow all the way down to Reading and Taunton and Leicester and Leeds. And um, so that we're kind of as as on people's doorsteps as possible. It's a much lower uh, financial outlay for people. It's it's, it's sort of a, a big half day rather than, you know, overnighting and all the rest of it um so it will be a more intimate setting that and you know we're limited numbers of 
seats and we found some really lovely venues. But the point is to be in the same room. And I, I think there's nothing like it mm-hmm. as cake makers to be in the same room as other cake makers who are in the same place. You get we it. work so much in isolation, don't we? You mm. know, we work in our little cake caves. Mm. And our little kitchens and we don't talk to anyone and when we have a meltdown it's just us to have the meltdown with so it gets yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger the meltdown because yeah. <laughs> yeah. your anxiety is all all sort of like work against you yeah so to just have other people to chat to yeah is yeah, you know you're not on your own yeah. and yeah. experience that uh, and then to build relationships as well that you can you can then be the WhatsApp at 2am. Well, well, Bronya and I are both coming to the the Reading one, which I believe is sold out now, isn't it? It is absolutely sold out. But uh, quite a lot of our cake friends are also going um, because we have a little cake group. So we're really excited because a lot of those people we haven't met yet either because they've joined the group during lockdown so so on so forth so yeah I'm so excited yeah and I think also having so, so there's the place to learn and I and I think um for the um last year we we worked with Falmouth University to create um and put out into the world the, the Great British Cake Survey which, yeah, which we, oh that was really good yeah, we so need to chat about people. that in a minute definitely yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> feedback as to their experience of what the cake world felt like and looked like and um, their experience of it um, and, and one of the things that came out front and center was for people who are selling cake one of the places that we feel least confident is in terms of um, our salesmanship our pricing how we land orders how to get the orders that we really want how to not be stuck and frustrated with happy commissions that we don't want to do and so that piece for us felt like if we're gonna sing one song it needs to be that and so that's we're gonna learn together about that um in our half day we're gonna there's gonna be space and time for communication and community and you know building connection there's gonna be uh learning together because we don't know what we don't know no (laughs) you know times that you have an incidental conversation with somebody and they go oh my goodness, I'm going to do that. And that's so true, yes. I think uh, one of the first, was it the second conference that we had? I can't remember if it was the first or second, but um, we were talking about having a minimum fee, a minimum price was from. Yeah. And um, somebody went away and just said, well, if you can do it, I can do it. And just said, right, from now on, I am not taking on a cake that is less than £400, end of. Wow. And she did that. And her revenue increased and she was doing cakes she wanted to do and wasn't um, resenting people, (laughs) wasn't resenting customers for penny pushing because she had made that decision. And it was just an offhand comment that I made in that context and it changed her business for the better. And I just think those sorts of things are, are, um, those incidental conversations are going to happen as well as those learnings. And then, we're going to it's actually it's it's funny the way you, you say that because I did um I did a training with I think it was Hannah the cake illusionist and it was about sculpted cakes you know and you're sitting it's one-to-one and it's just you and her during the day so you're chatting away to her and she said about a minimum order yeah and it never occurred to me never occurred to me so I also I went away from her day with like the one-to-one where I learned to make amazing sculptural cakes yeah. but I put a minimum order in place 
and and it, again and it's exactly the same you you don't you're not making that 60 quid cake with 50 billion things on it and resenting every minute that you're doing it yeah. because you've and it's a, it's not just a boundary for your customers it's a boundary for you that you're yeah. setting yeah. and and it doesn't it just clicked it's like that makes so much sense yeah and it's that permission. was yeah to run your own business yeah. the way that works for you yeah. Yeah. yeah your boundary and it literally it just you know it's it's just changed the, the orders that I take but it was a throwaway comment that she had yeah. you know she just went well I don't I don't take orders under x amount and I'm like oh don't you yeah and well, how does that work <laughs> it's a similar situation I was doing a demo um and I said something along the lines of uh oh you know throwing the cake dummies in the dishwasher and I, somebody audibly in the audience went what <laughs> <laughs> and so I just threw it out there and I was like so who knows about throwing dummies in the dishwasher and some hands went up and I was like who's never heard this before and like about 30 hands went up and it was just this moment of like guys I'm gonna tell you (laughs) you've gotta know this one I've just written it down because I don't think I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely. If you want to reuse your uh, your dummies, don't have to struggle and with knives and spoons and soaking. I used I literally used to put it in the bath. If I I put put it in the bath and then they floated and and then you can never get them round, you know, them the right way. And so I'd lay a wet towel on top of them to hold them down I mean it was a major palaver and then my bath was out of order you know nobody could take a bath because no no the dummy was <laughs> <laughs> and it's just just some it was I don't even know who it was somebody said to me you do know that you can put them in the dishwasher don't you and it was just like this light bulb moment angels <laughs> arrived <laughs> <laughs> dogs. I don't know. There was all sorts going yeah. on. And rainbows. And um, the next time, I literally just shoved them all in the dishwasher and opened the dishwasher, and it was just. And they come oh, out immaculate. Oh. Absolutely, they're they're like absolutely. new, aren't they? Yeah. And then all you need to do is leave them out to dry, so that they're properly dry. Do not cover them right there and then because because the moist there's still moisture inside them um but then they're clean they're clean you never have to touch them you, they're just done <laughs> I didn't know you didn't know that Sammy I'm sorry I should have told you <laughs> I, I did have a, I don't know if I heard it last year but I had a really bad year last year and I just didn't <laughs> absorb anything so uh my mum died so it's oh, you know so oh that's all right but um I'm I'm back in the game this year so <laughs> it's it's been noted and logged I actually think that the whole memory loss thing is, you know, I think as we all went through, when you get squeezed, Mm. you have a certain capacity internally to hold stuff, right? Yeah, that's right. Doesn't matter. It doesn't get held. It just spills over the edge. Yeah. And all we're left doing when we're squeezed and pressurized and, you know, by emotions or, you know, situations or circumstances, we can only hold the important things. And I think it's okay to just allow ourselves to be human 
Yeah. Mm. Totally important things until we've got breathing room. Yes. Well, hence the spring cleaning today. <laughs> I haven't done it for so long and I just feel so refreshed cleaning my lounge. I've, I've literally moved the sofas, moved the television, cleaned the skirting boards, done the... Du- yeah, it feels, feels good. It feels so good though, doesn't yeah. it? Ordering. Yeah, yes. Organisation and order. Yeah, and we're in the thick of it, you know, when we've got, oh, that, that bride... Yeah, the weight on your shoulders. You know, oh, I don't want to forget what order the them I'm supposed to be putting out next week and did I order that and have I got eggs and you know oh that. god yeah the eggs um, <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I think I think we we just need to be gentle with ourselves it, mm. it, we need systems in place um, and I think this is where we as cake makers need to start thinking of ourselves as businesses we're yeah. not just delivering a cake to the school, you know, fair. Mm. We are actually selling our wares into a marketplace. So there is room for us to think, oh, I am a little business. Yeah. I am the owner of something that is more than just a hobby. And, and so- you have the, t- the talent behind you as that owner as well. You're, you're not just, you're not just a cake maker not at all you, you know you you have expertise you have skills and you have to value those in other people you have to teach other people to value them as well absolutely yeah. I think it's, it's it's so much about education it's about educating your own customers yes as to what they can expect from you and the kind of service that you provide and and I I think this does it it sort of loops back into this sort of um social construct of women as givers and um uh-huh. and we are yeah. there to tidy up and meet everybody's needs and look yeah. after everybody else and, and our our whole identity is wrapped up in you know I'm somebody's wife I'm somebody's mother I'm somebody's sister I'm somebody's employee I, like in and of myself what is my value and so I I think it's really like our identity as people who own businesses like we almost can't say we're business women we're just we're just, <laughs> yes cake. I'm just a cake maker <laughs> you're, not, you're not just a cake maker you yeah. you sell food product to the public yeah. and as such you are a business yeah. it might be that you're a micro business and you might have a sweet side gig and you might not do it all the time and you might have a thousand other more important things to do but you are a business Absolutely. And so actually treating yourself as that and investing in those structures that will help you stand up in that role, like carry yourself and go, do you know what? I'm a business owner. Isn't it funny? Because I mean, I know in your survey, it showed that, I mean, I don't know what the number, I'm sure you probably do. The percentage of how many cake makers are women. Yes. Um. But, you know, if you look at sort of like male-dominated industries like plumbers um, and brickies and all that, people, the attitude towards that kind of small micro-business yeah. is infinitely different because we respect it as a trade, as a small business, that they're earning a living, that they have a value and a skill in a way that as a cake maker we don't, we don't value it. And is it because we're women and, and we're in a kitchen which is kind of our place? Hmm. So we're not sure 
yeah, you know, there's a kind of domestic setting, and therefore yeah. anything coming out of a domestic setting isn't valued. Yeah, especially when it's a woman doing it from a monetary point of view. Yeah, we don't, and I think you know, many people uh, from the survey, many people did sort of drift into cake business from a hobby. So yes, you know, mm. this um, natural, very natural progression which is I made a cake for you know Billy Bob because I wanted to make him happy and um and everybody said it was wonderful and so you keep doing that and then Billy Bob's friend wants one and then you know and it's you find that with women though don't you they don't you I'm like you don't get a plumber who did it as a hobby or an electrician who yeah. did it as a hobby whereas with, with women um they'll set up crafting businesses or knitting or making cakes it's it you know and it will have come from from doing something at home yeah. that turns into something that yeah. you're you're very good at but it's one of the reasons why I love Sarah Davies you know on Dragon's Den Yes. 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 Because she's just such an inspiration. You know, yeah. she started it in her bedroom, in her or you know, her student halls or whatever. And she is a legitimate business. Yeah. And she took the thing that made other people happy and she made crafts and cards and whatnot. And she made it something wonderful. Now, I'm not saying that we all need to go out as cake makers and, you know, put you know some sort of multi-million pound business because that's not necessarily what fits with our lives yeah but I do think that that sort of you know breathing in and standing tall and holding our heads up and going do you know what craft isn't something that's not valuable like cake making is craftsmanship and actually that should be celebrated Um, and we should be paid as much as a plumber yes because sure. I mean, we're 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 solving a problem for people in exactly the same way as a plumber or a brickie. You know, someone wants a spectacular cake. We're solving that problem. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's so I keep hitting my table. And the, the job satisfaction when they collect that cake and take it away, and they're really happy, and that just makes you feel so good. Because that happened to me this morning. The customer had it was a last minute order. She couldn't find anyone, so I did it for her. She picked it up this morning, and she was like, "Oh wow!" She actually left me a ten pound tip as well, which is which is very nice. <laughs> On a but Sunday, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I think the 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 job is, and what you've discovered in that is that that finding customers who value you and your skills yeah that makes you that is job satisfaction not job satisfaction when if that customer picked up this morning um had been quibbling over the the extra fiber or the extra 50 or the extra and you know demeaning what you are offering the world that would not be job satisfaction so it's it's but the thing is that we can learn those skills. We can yeah. learn to position ourselves in a market where we do get our dream cake commissions. And I'm not saying that that happens, you know, you don't just, you know, get your Vistaprint card, business card, <laughs> you know, right there and then, oh, I'm, I'm the supplier for colleges or whatever. You don't, that does not happen. But there are skills that we can learn and, and everybody's learning them as well so it's it's not like I don't know I just I feel sometimes we feel really embarrassed that we don't know stuff yes yes and actually there's no shame in not knowing like we will learn until we die yeah. mm. we will die with 
big banks of no knowledge. <laughs> I know it's... nothing about quantum physics. <laughs> I know nothing about quantum physics when I'm dead. But um, we, but we're, we're happy to we're happy to 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 spend hours and hours learning how to decorate cakes, yes. how to make sugar flowers, yes. how to you know all the hands-on cake skills we're all happy to turn around and go I don't know how to do that let's learn let's sit and watch YouTube videos and all the rest of it but when it comes to the running the business yeah we it's like we should know so therefore we kind of go well I should know that anyway it should just be second nature but it's not how how should we know yeah unless we have literally stepped out of corporate world or we have run other small businesses. But even corporate world, I had, I mean, I had, I lived, worked in the corporate industry. I was in marketing, in a manufacturing and retail environment. So yeah. I, and I was a new products coordinator. So I knew all of, all the sort of like the basics of manufacturing and stock and margins and all the rest of it. Come to run in my own business, mm. useless. Because yeah. it was corporate, it was big business corporate, whereas I'd never learned about ideal client and your niche market in that way of small industry, of small yeah. business, of local. Yeah. And Phil came from corporate as well. Right. And he said it's just completely, you know, there's no yeah. HR department. I have to admit my complaint <laughs> that my partner is not doing what I want him to do. There's no HR department. I am the HR department. <laughs> And I can't fire him. <laughs> so I just, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Corporate doesn't help you, but at least you've got a you've you've got got an idea. sense of yeah. how business functions. But, um, but yeah, I, I, th- I think there's, there's so much that we can learn from each other and it should not be shameful to learn the stuff. Yeah. It shouldn't yeah. be. Um, yeah. And I don't know why, I don't know if it's an identity thing about I can't think of myself as a business or I'm not important enough Maybe. Or, um, or or what that blockage is. But there feels like there's this barrier, this hurdle that people can't quite jump over. And I, I do wonder if there's a piece because a, a lot of learning <clears throat> has a, um, a fee attached to it in terms of business, because once you're, you know, and so I, I wonder if. Because I remember the first time that I spent money on myself to learn. Right. Yeah. That felt like a, gosh, I, I am, I don't know if I'm worthy of this. Like, I don't think I can handle this. Like, I know I'll find out that I know nothing. Yeah. And then, so there's so much emotion involved yes. in, in that whole learning process. Because yeah. you're switching from um, like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a currency which was love and affection and oh my goodness you're amazing at that and gosh you made us so happy you're switching from that currency into cold hard cash yeah 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 i'm putting my talent which is an extension of me on the table and you're gonna pay me money for that (laughs) and there's something really weird that happens i think particularly with women when it comes to that there's that, that that sort of like um dirty sales type thing, isn't there? That's the whole idea of selling. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's just the worst worst bit. Yeah. When it's someone like the up and, part. Yeah. Oh, so how much is this amazing cake that you've described to me going to cost? And that's the bit where you're like, oh, I don't want to say. And I go, oh, I didn't realise it was going to be that much. <laughs> I'll have to ask my husband. 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll phone you later. <laughs> but I, I, th- I think, you know, even even comments like that, you know, I'll have to ask my husband, we're going to defer to someone else because we can't make that decision on your talent face-to-face with you. It's a real knock sometimes. For yeah, people. it is. And I think, so So one of the things that we really want to tackle in these um, regional gatherings that we're having is, is we're going to dig into that. We're going right. to dig into what are the internal constraints? Yeah. Because it's not all, it's not about like smarmy sales. It's like, what is stopping me from asking what I'm worth? Yes. It's all the mindset, isn't it? It's definitely a mindset for women so much and it's that's it that that's a whole big thing to to unpack but it's not it again back to this isolation I think when we're in isolation we think the problem is us you know like Sammy was saying like that whole excruciating pain of having to say I am worth that cake that cake which will take me 26 and a half hours to make (laughs) yes worth and then a number a big that real number yeah and that is excruciating to us so what is that about and like how can we deconstruct that or put it in a safe place in our mind so that we can start thinking of ourselves as you know this it that number is not me that number relates to the object in front of me that is in front of them and we're talking about this thing in the middle of us we're not talking about like am i worth this yeah we 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 put our we put ourselves on that don't we? because i mean let's face it most people who would go and get employment a job somewhere mm. there is a minimum wage and if mm. you're not paid it you would kick up yeah let's face it bottom line you would kick up if if you're not being paid if you're not being paid all your benefits you would absolutely kick off yeah. but because the cake is somehow related to us there are cake makers that I've seen post things like sometimes I won't even work for minimum wage. And I just want to cry because it's like they're doing these people a favor and telling their customers, I'm doing you a favor. Yes, we all do this for the love of it, but there is a limit when that love is business, you know, it's, and you have to treat, I think you have to treat your, your cakes as your employer almost. You know, to sort of like say to them, you have to, you you have to pay me in the way that if I was working down Sainsbury's, they'd have to pay me. No, it's but it is a mindset shift. It's a huge way to moving your head. And I think thinking of yourself as staff as well really helps. Like my staff. So so something I remember um, in the earlier years when the, I we didn't have staff in the earlier years, but this shift in just mentality and identity um, really helped me. So I remember there's one, one guy who was like, my goodness, that's so expensive. And it just, it, it had got beyond the, I, I'm, I feel shame now to, I am really pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so I said to him, uh, <laughs> probably really unprofessional, but he had just, the whole consultation, it was just all about the numbers. And there was right. no respect for the product. There was no respect yeah. for me. And it was just all about, well, we don't want to pay more than 500 pounds. Well, where did you get that number from? You know? Yeah. Just lick your finger and stick it in the air. Like, where did you get that number from? Um, because it's the first time you've ever bought a wedding cake. So 
why would you think that? Anyway, um, so he kept on and on and on. And he just said, I just think it's so expensive. Um, and so I just said to him, what's your hourly rate? And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, what do you do? <laughs> he said, I'm an electrician. And I said, what's your hourly rate? And he was like, well, uh, uh, £37.50 or something like that. And I just <laughs> just turned to him and went, the cake that you're talking about, I've just designed in front of you, is going to take me um, 16 hours to make. So do you... <laughs> so, so that's where the number comes from. Yeah. And he was like, right. <laughs> it was just it was just one of those places that I've just been pushed too far and I just said yeah. I'm not making up numbers yes I know it's a, a lot of money and if you don't want to pay that if you want to pay use your money for something else then use it on something else don't have a cake mm. or, just, or just get it from well, you can get well. You could get it from Marks and Spencer, but it would still cost you three hundred quid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you wouldn't have as much. But never mind. <laughs> but it is, it is, and it is about um, so not just believing yourself, about educating your 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 clients, your customers. Absolutely. I mean, finding um, the clients that appreciate you, and then educating. And I think yeah, I have yeah. learned over the years to do it a little bit more discreetly <laughs> than that. <laughs> Now, I'm going to remember that and use it, though, because sometimes you get that customer and they're like, no, can't you do it for lower? It just pushes. I, yeah. That's what I was going to say. It was um, in that instance, what I would now say is that um, I can't do it for lower because I have a kind of an ethical obligation to pay my staff their wages and, and a living wage. Now, yeah. when I'm talking about my staff, I was talking about me. Yeah. I am my staff. And my staff deserve a living wage. Yeah. So once you actually put it in front of them that your choice to pay less means that my staff get less in their pockets, suddenly it's not an interchange between you and them. Yeah. It's an it's it's about them reflecting on whether they value human beings. Yes. I am that human being and I would like to be valued. So I think these are conversations that we just don't get to have at wedding shows. We don't. And, you know, when we bump into other cake makers, we, we are usually on task um, yeah. or we're in competition with them. Yeah. Or, you know, those places that we congregate together. We, we think we're in competition with them. but Or we yeah. meet them at a cake show because I met you at Cake um, International and you're in awe. So you don't ask those questions. You're like, oh. Oh my God. <laughs> These are the questions that we need to tackle. Yeah. They fundamentally affect how how we view ourselves and we are the business. Yeah. Right? Most cake custom cake businesses are owned and run by one person and um across the UK. And we need to understand that we are the most important commodity in our business. We need to treat ourselves kindly we need to rest we need to have systems so that our heads don't explode we need to know like how we can get the cakes that we want so that we don't end up doing the scratty ones yeah. that you need 12 of in order to just make it through you know where you could have one great cake versus 12 piddly ones that take you 12 times as long do you know <laughs> yeah. it's not proportional 
it's not proportional no. and and the thing is is that because we are all individuals as a whole we make up a whole industry yes and as an industry we're not dealing with this yes which yes. i think came out from the your survey you know because yeah. i know you you got my, many many more responses than you I know well, you were expecting. When we, yeah, when we first started working with Falmouth University, we knew we knew that we didn't know what the cake sister looked like. Um, and everybody was like, "Oh, it looks like this, and it looks like that." And essentially, it was it was like the um, you know that story of the elephant um, where there's six blind man men all discovering different parts of an elephant and saying, <laughs> "It looks like a tree trunk." No, it looks like a rope. <laughs> <laughs> you know all of these sorts of things and um and we all have a sort of instinct for it but we had no hard facts yeah. none nobody yeah. had ever taken a photo of us and said this is your family and so we thought we need a big picture um so we went to Falmouth University because we just thought there's there's no way that I want to do this just as little old me I want this properly done um so the business school they are amazing and um they took us on with their whole you know this is what they do there's a whole department just for um get collecting survey data um and they put all their techie people onto it and they helped us to um to create like the questions in a way that would gather the best information quality right. data um and when we went to them we we said so what would what do you need how many people do you need to respond to this in order to have credible data and they said if we get 300 like we'll be really happy right we'll be really really happy like a proper credible data at 300 and when we put it out into the cake world oh my goodness people just <laughs> gobbled it up and um it was extraordinary we got 2817 that's nuts um, which just meant that the data that we got yeah. is absolutely rock solid. Yeah. Um, and so to be able to say, uh, so, so I think um, over, over the course of that, that's 302,168 data points. Oh, that's incredible. And so we summarized that into 48 pages of like deep insights about what our sector looked like and, and then we did a little summary for people to understand just to have a taster and we put it out into the world and um so everything from uh demographic information age gender ethnicity um overall sort of cake making statistics how many cakes do people make <laughs> whether they charge for them uh, what brand preferences um you know colors cake suppliers um years of experience whether it was a hobby or or all sorts of things how often they purchase like the whole shebang um and then particularly for us like where are the skills uh and confidence and where are the gaps as well because because we wanted to know like what, what do we know and what do we not know yeah um and so it was it's just super um, um extraordinary um piece of 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 data collection um, that we now that we now have, and we, we now look and see what we're like, and ninety five percent of us are women. I actually thought it was going to be lower than that. I thought we, because of uh, our attendance at the cake professionals, right. I think we had about um, 
I would say 8% men. And so I was expecting that, but actually no. So, But that's quite telling in itself, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? Are men more willing to invest in themselves yeah. to grow in business? Are they more used to, to sort of like stepping up and going, I need to learn this, whereas women aren't so much? That is interesting. Yeah, yeah. And we're a bit older as well than I thought. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I think our average ages, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think um, for both hobbyists and cake makers, um, it was plus 50, which really surprised me. Oh, I'm I'm just in the lower end of that then, by three months. (laughs) 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 By two months. Let's not keep myself. (laughs) So, So, yeah, yeah. But then then now that we have that picture, we then can go, okay, so if those are the areas that we struggle in as a whole, we are not on our own in those struggles. Yeah. So let's tackle them. Let's yeah. tackle them together. Let's get better. And then as an industry, as a whole sector, if we all tackle them together and then we can move, all move forward together and educate our buying customers Absolutely. in the same way, can't we? You know, Absolutely. you don't have this this thing where – you know, how many times do we see on Facebook, oh, there's a cake maker down the road selling cakes for 20 quid. I don't know how she's doing it. Well, if we can all move forward, we will know how she's doing it. She's not. She's not. Yeah. Well, she might for a time yeah. and then she'll fold. Yeah. And I think, I think for me, having been through those grueling days where you are giving and not getting, where you are staying up, you know, beyond midnight, where your family get less of you, where they're, you know, your piggy bank is utterly broken, mm-hmm. but you're passionate, but you don't know how to get the people that you want. You can't see yourself as valuable enough to ask for the money you deserve. And then businesses fold on top of that. And I just think like that is a waste of human existence. Yeah. It's not right. I do not want to see people grafting and failing I just we don't need to be there especially when they're so passionate and they love it so much as well yes yes um, but passion is not enough no and and beautiful sharp flowers are not enough yeah and sharp edges are not enough (laughs) (laughs) all of those things are important yeah not enough great cakes do not make great cake businesses no God, you're so right. That is, yeah, that is so, so accurate. I mean, I've I've seen in, you know, my time as a cake maker, so many amazing cake businesses go. Yeah. And and they've, you know, and I've spoken to people or I've heard about it and they've said, well, because I'm not making enough money or because it's, I'm just working too long hours and I'm not spending time with my family. It's like, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. But it takes somebody to take you by the hand to show you. Yeah. The way. Yeah. Which is what you're going to do. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so tell us about the regionals. So, um, yes. So our first one is on the 21st of March and we are starting in Scotland. Excellent. Because, um, <laughs> because when we originally had uh, the conference set in Reading, I got a few calls from Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long way away. <laughs> and there, there is a rationale for putting it in the highest population area yeah. um, with the the easiest transit routes from everywhere else. And I think that was our, our logic behind it. 
Um, but Scotland is really important. Like we, I, we both grew up there. Phil's from Kilmarnock, and I'm, I, you know, brought up in Edinburgh, and we love Scotland. And so, on the basis of that, we were like, right, we're starting in Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> um, so, so twenty first, which means, but the ticket sales, yes, close for Glasgow close on the tenth of March. Right, so getting quick, people. Not long at all. So get a wriggle on. (laughs) And there's only there's only there's a set amount of places for each as well, isn't there? Exactly. Yes. We um because we've gone smaller, we've booked smaller, more intimate spaces so that we can have those really good conversations. And that means that there are limited seats at the table. Yeah. Um, and our biggest limitation is in 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 uh, Glasgow actually. Um, Beautiful room. Beautiful room. Small. <laughs> Small and wonderful. Um, and so we're starting there. So the tickets for Glasgow, you have to get them before the 10th because we need to get menu choices back to the menu. Oh, very important. Because along with this, we want there to be time to just sit and natter and pass the time of day and ask, you know, just to get to know people because that's, I can, we, we can support each other. We do not have to be territorial. There's oh God, n- no! No, it's so nice to have uh, a small collection of friends that you can, uh, of cake friends that you can always recommend. Someone phones up, sorry, no, I'm fully booked. I can highly recommend this person. I can pass you this way, yeah. and they and and it what goes around comes around because they pass the business back to you. Or if they can't do that cake, they'll pass it this way. Or macarons, I can't really do them very well, so I I have a lady that I pass <laughs> them on to. <laughs> I mean, it's also, I mean, for, for you know, like Sammy and I, you know, we're, we're in now different areas of the country, but we both get to a point sometimes. I mean, we, we chat every other week, obviously, for the podcast. Yeah. And it's just nice chatting and going, how's business going? What have you been up to? Oh, well, that's good. You're doing that. And it's just nice some, that someone understands and kind of gets what you're doing. I mean, it's, it's fine talking to your husband and talking to your partner and, and your family, but they don't get it. Yes. So it's just nice having a chat sometimes isn't it you know or to get someone's opinion whereas if I ask um, my husband or my boys I say what do you think they go oh it's all right it's not your best but it's not your worst that's not what you want to hear I love kids and their honesty yeah (laughs) yeah thanks for that I think the first cake that my son was ever really conscious that I'd made from was his fifth birthday and he was like Thanks for trying, Mum. <laughs> From the mouth of babes. <laughs> so, so where else are you going for the regionals? I know Reading is sold out, but Reading is sold out. Yep. But then, so after Glasgow, and we're specifically doing them on only Mondays and Tuesdays. Okay, so that perfect. People can be freed up the rest of the week. Yeah, I know that COVID has meant that you know there are weddings every day of the week um but just from a rhythm of the week usually it's more heavy-ended towards the weekend and so um they're only on Mondays and Tuesdays so then we move to um Leeds uh on the 28th and Leicester on the 29th and then uh the following Monday Taunton in the southwest for um I think that's the 5th of April and then the 6th in Reading um so yes if you can't get into reading i would definitely recommend looking at taunton 
or Leicester. Um, People come to London all the time. You can get on the train or drive your car just a tiny bit down the motorway (laughs) and do the reverse for the sake of your lovely cakey plums. But yes, so so that's kind of the the overview. Um, And and what will people get when they when they come? They will get uh, so we'll we'll kick off at nine thirty with a cup of coffee and just to kind of get to know each other uh, a little bit of soft time at the beginning and then from 10 through to about one we'll be looking at those key issues of how do we get the orders that we really want um key issues of confidence in sales and structurally and also internally what are the barriers to getting those orders um and then after that time we are going to have a sit-down meal and a three-course meal in each of those venues properly looked after no deadlines no dishes to do and just very excited to spend with each other and then you can stay as long as you like if you want to go on for drinks with your new besties then you can do that or um get home in time for you know if you need to tuck children into bed or just literally rock in a corner with all the information <laughs> yeah <of> your head. <laughs> so um so that's that and so it's 75 pounds um, which we think is well we that that is as I thought that was a really reasonable price yes, I, I when I saw that I was like yeah I can do that no problem that yeah you know it I felt it's training it's good it's good for your bit and it's going to be amazing for my business I hope yeah. so yeah I think it was well worth the money definitely yeah. and a lot lower than the the previous um the, the full day because mm-hmm. we we don't have you know um, I think previously, I think we had something like 12 different speakers. Um, and this time, because of the the, the way that we've organized it, um, I'm just going to be taking the lead in that and hosting and speaking from the years of experience that we've had running a successful cake business and I'm finally getting the orders that we really want. So by the time, you know, uh, uh, there was it was a bit of a moment, actually, this last uh Christmas where I think for the last four years we had been wooing Claridge's um and just because we work across across London and and also in the southwest and um (laughs) and this year I had this moment where I actually had to sit down because we got a Christmas card from the Claridge's team with all their names on it and just like you know thanks for all you do and it was just wow we got there you know and it literally has taken us the best part of four years but but what I want to share is what got us there you know what are the things that I did that went wrong that didn't work uh, which I think are as important to learn as the things that I did to get us to that place where where you know preferred supplier and all the rest of it and you and you just think like because although customers are you know wedding cakes it's one you hope one time only (laughs) (laughs) the real customers if you're in weddings the people to be after are actually the um wedding planners because that's your custom you know you have a relationship with a wedding planner you have a relationship with all of their couples not just one couple you have repeat customs and same with hotels and and venues like that so so those are the kind of things that um practically down to earth mistakes and all warts and all i think that's really really important 
So that's yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. Fantastic. And people have to understand that, you know, you didn't just land and there was this amazing cake business. No. You know, people know you, you know, some, some people know you from Cake International, some people know you from the television, some people know you from other bits and pieces. And, but that's all just like their little snapshots of, I mean, they're, they're like the little snapshots that are out in the public. And yeah. people have to understand that there is a backstory to all that. And that's yeah, not that's how you just. Like front doorstep and making yeah. little fondant pirates to sell on Pirate Day in Penzance. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and not knowing how to use fondant because it kept on making like really fluffy pirates. <laughs> that's the growth. That's the growth. Literally not knowing what Tyler was. Yeah, yeah. I had the same thing happen to me. I made a pyramid of ro- a cake with a pyramid of roses, and I did them all with um, co-op fondant. And I kept going, "Why is it so hard? Yeah. Why are they just like squishy?" But yeah. I did it. Yeah. yeah, and we've all done that. And I think that's the thing. It's just, but if we somehow along the way through what we what we offer you know in 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 terms of the cake professionals and in terms of how we communicate to each other if we are free and generous with the information that we have Mm. it means that other cake makers do not have to fall down the same holes that we did and actually is that not a gift yeah Uh, we don't have to be precious with what we know we should be generous with what we know people should pay for what you've got work do you know what I mean yeah run of things like these are not things that we should hold on to we should want to lift each other up yeah, so that yeah. all you know that so that the tide rises for all the boats Absolutely, because we're yeah. all actually charging our worth our whole industry will benefit as a result yeah and the public will finally be educated on what our value is knowledge is wisdom yes yeah we have to be seen right so where can people book Ooh. if they need to Yes, all the practicalities. Um, <laughs> if you go to thecakeprofessionals.com, thecakeprofessionals, that's one F and two S's <laughs> in the middle the cakeprofessionals.com, um, and you will see a little uh, uh, menu bar along the top, and if you click on regionals, it will give you all the details. It will even give you sneaky peeks at menus and where you'd be, whether you were in... Taunton or Leicester or wherever you are in Glasgow um it'll show you a little bit about that and then you just click through um and you can buy your ticket then and there amazing amazing just to let you know that about um 10 days before each event is when we have to close the ticket right. uh um sales for the menus for, for that one for that um event because we have to sort out the menus and make sure you're getting what you want to put in front of you along with your glasses you know <laughs> which let's face it which is why we're all going yeah. <laughs> the, food, the sitting amongst friends with good food is always a good part yeah. of it <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah well is there anything that you'd like to ask i mean we had a whole list of questions we haven't asked any because we've just chatted so <laughs> So uh, I know it's a little bit out there, but just in case people are making awesome cakes, which I know that they are, um, we are all systems go for getting uh, sponsorships so that we can run the Cake Professionals Awards again. (gasps) 
Oh my god, that is so exciting. We had to take a break because um, because putting them on is actually a really expensive event affair. Um, We pay our judges. Um, We expect them to, you know, we we get an incredible um, um, quality of judge, um, and it's it's judge only um, awarded. Um, so there, there are several things. I wasn't going to talk about this, but I, I think it's really important. You're here now. <laughs> several things about Cake Professionals Awards that are different from other Cake Awards. Um, the first and foremost is that every cake entered, a picture of a cake that is entered because it's an online um, design-led uh, competition, uh, or awards, not competition. It's not competition. So it's, it's awards. So we want to shine a great big spotlight on the everyday genius of cake makers, and to do that. What we want to celebrate is the real commissions of real cake that go out of real doors <laughs> to real parties. Perfect. So it means that the cake in the picture has to have been bought by somebody, a genuine client, and we check. We actually phone up. Uh, I, I, we spot check across and phone people up. So there is no point in putting in your Auntie Mildred's 80th. It's just not going to, <laughs> to go down very well. So we have various categories. Every design photo that is entered has to be a real cake, a real commission, a real paid for uh, cake. Um, and this, the reason for this is there are extraordinary skills on display at cake competitions like Cake International, where people have time and liberty to work over days and weeks and months to create extraordinary work. And we need that to show where we can go and how inspired we can be. So this is not about dissing Cake International at all. This is just about what you can do with real food in a time frame and a real budget. Because that's the thing. Because when you when you're making cakes commercially, you you put certain boundaries and things on. You know there there are monetary boundaries, there are time boundaries. Yeah. You know, and all this. So we it might be that you make a rose and you might go, well, it's not exactly right. But for Cake International, you would remake that absolutely. But for a customer cake, you'd go, the customer's going to love it, even if I can see a little dink there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so the so the issue is, what can we do for real people with real cake, and and that's what we're celebrating. So it is it is not uh, a boundless kind of awards program. It is only for real cake and real customers. And so those photographs are submitted. So if you are making awesome cakes, my suggestion would be take awesome photographs because the photographs are what you submit. So what is literally in your phone could win you thousands of pounds. Um, oh, gosh. Because- <laughs> Um, because we want people to be valued for the work that they do Um, and um and then the the second uh big piece is that we actually do have a baked element uh and a category which means that you can send in your bakes like the great taste award but specifically for cake makers specifically for cakes which means that actually what's inside the cake matters so we've had people who are able to literally say um cherish finden tasted my cake will torrent um tasted my oh. cake. 
I would die of Cheris. Cheris. Oh, I love her so much. We had Catherine Cuthbertson, who was the Queen's pastry chef for 15 years, as one of our judges in the Bacon category, and also Sarah Franklin, who was the winner of the Pastry Chef of the Year of Award. And they tasted the cake, and they said that you, your bake, was the best in your entire region. And you can say, that's what happened to me, or I made the best one in the entire UK. And you can say that. And so so the quality of our judges is really, really important. And the um, and the reality of uh, just the authentic yeah. nature of genuine cake yeah. being celebrated within, you know, within the structures and the, the limitations that we have that are put on by time <laughs> and <laughs> our customers' budgets and our creativity. And so that's what we want to celebrate. So we are on a mission at the moment to find people, um, businesses, who will get behind cake makers. So if you know and have a relationship with anybody within the cake supply world or who provides insurance for cake makers or who provides amazing um, equipment for cake makers, anybody who wants to literally put their money where their mouth is and say, we value cake makers, then they should get in touch with me at christine at cakeprofessionals.com and actually just say, you know, we want to put some money behind this and we want to get behind this program because we want to celebrate cake makers. Now, I've got to say that although cake makers went through a really tough time for two years because basically we were made illegal along with events, (laughs) (laughs) Um, that cake supply companies did really well for the most part because everybody was baking. And I know that they had to shift loads of things around. And I know it was a major pressure and they had to be really innovative. Um, but I would love to see cake supply companies stepping up to the plate and getting behind the Cake Professionals Awards for next year. And what we will be doing is we will not put a limit on just one year of cake. We will actually include the pandemic. So as of the uh the last awards it it will start there and it will be the 2022 awards but it will be for the last two years so for one year only we'll actually include all of those so if you had epic cakes that snuck out to 15 people (laughs) (laughs) at amazing places and you delivered in the middle of all that then we want to celebrate you just as much fantastic that's amazing well, thank you. <laughs> it's been so lovely chatting to you. Thank you. How good is it just to talk to cake makers that get it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. do you know what? This is why we I do podcasts. Do <laughs> <laughs> in Reading, we'll we'll yeah. take you up on that. Yes. <laughs> yes. But this, this is why we do the podcast because we get to chat to amazing guests that completely understand what we've all been through and what we're all going through. Mm. Um, and yeah, and that's that's why we're here and and it's been and lovely we've that you've so much because yeah. of people like you so thank you yeah. oh, thank you for for you know investing your time and energy to to bring it to the masses <laughs> and, and thank you for coming back to chat to us as well so and one day we'll have you back again i'm sure I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much um and until next time bye, bye. bye. <laughs> every time but once you lovely <laughs>
Oh my god, yeah, she's just so adorable, and she just she just makes you feel so comfortable, and and um, she I felt like I hardly spoke at all. <laughs> I'm sure I did, but I was, and you were brilliant as well because you were asking so many questions. I was just, but like, she's she's just so passionate about helping other people. Yeah, and that is such a good commodity to have. Yeah, yes, so so about it. Yeah. So um. Yeah, yeah, get to make, get to the regionals, people. Yes, please do. Yeah. From Scotland to Taunton, you can't go to Reading because it's fully booked. Yeah. <laughs> to <Sorry>. Leeds, <laughs> and what was the other one? Leicester. Leicester. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get to the regionals; it will be more than worth it. Yeah. So yeah, before it sells out, because I, I know that most of them are sold out nearly. Yeah, they're getting close. Yeah. Right. Getting there quick. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> product of the week product of the week product of the week product of the week <laughs> are you it. going first are you going first right, i'll go first i'll go first um i didn't get a price on them oh, let me no you go first all right well i have uh, mine's not actually a cake product per se but last year my husband bought me for my birthday a calligraphy course <gasps> So uh, I'm going to just say that um, this calligraphy course was brilliant and it has really changed the way I can now, I'm I'm still not very good, but I can paint onto a cake the writing so much better. And you're confident with doing it. Yes, I'm much more confident. I'm. I, I've got practice things. Shall I promote the lady who did it for me? Yes, do. Is it an online course? Yeah. Yeah, do it. And not an online. She do, she sets them up. She does them like there'll be six people in the Zoom call. But you don't have to. You don't have to travel from somewhere. So it's not no. like local to you as such. No. And she sends you a kit. So you, wow. you you open the box. I mean, it was a fantastic birthday present. I didn't know he was going to get me this at all. Um, so um, it was a live stream workshop. And um, it was done by a lady called Kathy Thomas. That with a K or a C? C. And it was £65. Okay, that's not so bad. No, and uh, I'm laughing now because I've like got the box in front of me. It's the Modern Calligraphy Company. That was who it was. But I, I think it was well worth it. You get loads of paper to try, like with all the letters on so that you can practice it afterwards as well. Um, I get the things we did in the class. I've actually given to people as presents. Really? Yeah, because like you do the like the little sheet and then you yeah. do it over the top yeah I, I definitely think it, it's gave, given me a lot of confidence in in being able to write on a cake yeah. I'm just going through I mean, the box I, I remember we were it's one of those things isn't it that you, you've made a beautiful cake and then you've got to put some words on it and you just yeah terrified you're going to muck up all your yeah. hard work whereas like in the shop we always used to do royal icing didn't we because we always had royal icing on yeah. hand didn't we yeah but now yeah. For how often do you have royal icing yeah. made up or or the very expensive I think they're very good the sweet stamp sets yeah. which I, I've got loads of them um <laughs> but but even I, those that you know they take time whereas yeah. if you've got a bit of paint or a bit of food color and you've got yeah. the confidence yeah. to write and you in it in the kit you get the paper you get a pencil you get a pipette you nice. get a little um dish um you know um what they're called to put your paint in oh yeah yeah and yeah, yeah. I've, I highly recommend it perfect 
Lovely. Right, well, mine are sprinkletti bubbles. I love these. Right. So <laughs> I have a pink packet here that I bought at Cake International, but they do lots of other colours. I'm just going to yeah. look. So they do a mix. They do blues. I was going to say, um, I know they do blue because I've used those ones before. Yeah, they do all lots Purple. of different colours. Purples. And so in each packet, you get three different sizes. Um, of and they're literally so they're like the draggies or drages, however you want to pronounce it. So they're literally balls. We're looking at balls here, and there you get three different sizes. <laughs> but what I like about them is that every size is chocolate. Yeah, that's so right. none of them are break your teeth drages. Yeah, um, which are horrible. I hate them. <laughs> oh, yeah. So all of these our are milk chocolate. Um, milk chocolate and malted balls, it says on the back. Mm. Um, and I just, I really enjoy it. And I've had this packet now. It's a 100-gram packet, and I've probably used it on about, I don't know, four or five cakes. Yeah. And it's still practically full, yeah. this packet. You, and they're you nice because they've got that nice sheen on them yes. as well. Yes, they sort of like come shimmery almost, yeah. don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, they are £3.95 from... I think you get them from lots of places. Yeah, you can. But they're well worth the money. Yeah. Um, And I think, because I think I bought mine from the Cake Decorating Company and I would go back online and buy them from the Cake Decorating Company quite happily. Um, Yeah. I I think they're nice. The only thing is you do have to stop yourself from eating them. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I would say. Because mine are in a a little bowl, all my sprinkles are in a little bowl behind my desk and I have to stop myself from just reaching over and having a few. At lunchtime, like <laughs> but yes, I had to freeze my Rice Krispie treats. So oh, that I would, yeah, <laughs> I like made them all up, and I'm like, oh, they're so good. Oh, so yeah, I so freeze. Good. I've started just if it's if it can be frozen, I freeze it. Otherwise, to I'll, stop you I'll eat it. it. Yeah, <laughs> or I'm gonna I love pop. That. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's mine. Brilliant. Okie no. dokie. Thank you. Product of the week. <laughs> you nearly didn't do that then, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think there's much more to say today. Christine was no. wonderful. That was that, really. Check out the cake professionals. Yeah. Get yourself booked onto a regional. And we'll see you there. We will see you there. If you're going to Reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we will see you next time. You take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.